What's up, guys? Welcome to the Extra Point Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Will Bates. Um, my co-host, Gus Golden, is not with me tonight. He is out west with uh, his wife having a nice vacation. Uh, so we have a special episode for you tonight. I have a special guest with me tonight, one of my good buddies, Cody. Cody, how you doing? Why don't you introduce yourself to everybody out there? What's up, Will? Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Cody, a good friend of Will and Gus. I'm excited about this Extra Point podcast and uh, love talking college football. Um, just like Will, Florida Gator fan till I die. And uh, I'm just happy to be here, man. I, I really appreciate the offer. Yeah, man. I've uh, been wanting to have you on. I uh, want to have you on future episodes. Uh, before we get started here tonight with the news, I want to know, do you remember the first time we met? Hmm. That's a terrible friend to say. No, I haven't. I don't remember. But I mean, to, to, to uh, my defense, I really have a terrible memory anyway. So no, you you're good. Uh, we have a mutual friend. Yeah, we have a mutual friend named Luke Huddleston. And we got to meet uh, one day playing basketball with each other. So, yeah, well, um, that, that, that would have been my guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we met at LaGrange College. Uh, Luke was like, man, I got another buddy who loves the Gators and probably more than you. And I was like, there's no way somebody who loves the Gators more <laughs> than me. And uh, somebody does love the Gators more than me. Um, but anyways, man, let's jump into it tonight. We got some big news. Um, the dogs, man. The dogs had a huge recruiting week last week um last week um dylan riola five-star quarterback out of arizona committed to them number one player in the country um cody why don't you tell me about the dogs weekend they had man well you know you know how much we love talking uga football (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um i mean that so you know people that don't follow recruiting real close uh the year for uga and other other big schools kind of they they kind of have their uh seasons within seasons i guess you could say so you know the first half of the year is that recruiting season uh where they're evaluating their own class they're getting on the road they're going to see the the prospects they're talking to teachers and school officials about you know how's this guy's attitude or what's his grades look like and just building those relationships with those top tier guys you know and and then june comes around and that's when that's really when they're wanting official visits to take place. And, you know, the varsity kids are starting to get ready for their upcoming year. And then, you know, July rolls around and that's when you'll see a lot of the top guys commit. Um, With August, obviously they're getting ready to try to win another championship, unfortunately. And then December is, is early signing day. So it's kind of unique to see Dylan, um, commit this early but when you think about a leader of a class and the quarterbacks obviously the first thing that comes to mind so getting that number one dude in early is huge because he's the one that that goes out and recruits the kids while you're not you're not looking you know texting this guy that guy um so this weekend uga had what they call the scavenger hunt it's a big tradition at, at georgia for a while now um you can go back and look at all the big type big time dudes that, that have been there, man. And some of them go multiple times. And Dylan was one of those that, that went multiple times, man. He's been, I think this time was either the seventh or eighth time going. So, you know, Georgia beat out USC and others. I mean, at, at top tier schools for him, 
but when you when you look in the background it's like uh it's, we kind of seen this coming because he's been there so much you know yeah man he was a um arizona kid um kind of weird to see an arizona kid come to the sec but hey man it seems like he wanted to play some uh, big boy ball and this is where the best football is played is down here but they had an interesting list of guys that showed up this weekend um a guy that I don't like vis- that visited them, uh, Jeremiah Smith. I want him in Gangsville, possible. <laughs> um, big time, five star wide receiver. I mean, he he looks like a dude. Ohio State commit right now. Jamie um, Brown, linebacker, weight room guru. Um, he is a monster in the weight room, man. He's huge. Uh, I believe he's also a five star. Yeah, um, and then we got KJ Bolden, five star safety. Um, looking at several schools, he hasn't committed yet. Um, I think he's favorited to go to Georgia right now. Um, but we'll see what happens. Recruiting can change each day, man. So tell me a little bit about those guys that visited Athens this weekend. Man, you, you, you spoke on it. Obviously these guys are are top tier. I mean, Bolden's right up the road from UGA. You know, some of, some of our local Lagrange people may, may see him at Buford. Uh, he was the number one safety. He's got his dog. He's got the dogs in the top five. You know, uh, Auburn fans feel good about him. Uh, UGA fan, fans feel good about him. We'll see where he ends up. Um, dude, Jeremiah Smith, a guy that everybody wants. I mean, the, the kid is is dynamic. He's 6'3, 200 pounds, number one receiver. I think he's number two overall in composite. You talk to coaches and they, they'll say he's one of the best wide receiver prospects you've seen in 10 years because of all the combination of things that he has. And him and Dylan have a really close relationship. So once he committed, Georgia fans are thinking, wait a minute now, we we could we could tie these two together. So they're they're feeling like they want to flip, you know, and Kirby's gonna obviously do everything he can to, to make that happen. But Jeremiah Smith seems to be locked in with OSU and he, he likes that receiver. So, I mean, that receiving coach. So uh, we'll see where that goes. I think uh, one dude that, that we need to mention is uh, Ryan Williams. So he's the number one receiver in 25 class, which is obviously a little ways away, but he's committed to Bama. Mm-hmm. This dude has won Mr. Football as a sophomore. If he continues to win it and, you know, if he stays healthy in the next three years, he's, he's going to win that and it, he'll be the first person first player ever to win it three times. So Saban has, has rolled out the red carpet for this dude. And, you know, he, he likes Ryan Williams a lot, but let's keep an eye on Kirby because if anybody can make a flip happen, we know that that's him. So Kirby frustrates me how good he is at recruiting. He literally dude, it, frustrates it, me. It is not fair for us fans in the Southeastern Conference and around the globe that, have to deal with him, man, because, you know, not only is he really personable, really relatable, he's got success flowing nonstop like water now. And it's instead of him having to chase these guys as hard, these guys are wanting to play for Kirby. So that makes it even tougher. And when you don't have, you know, a really big uh, rival in state, like the, some of these other states, you know, the Texases, the Florida states, those type of, of things that they're dealing with, Georgia's one in their own. So any any kids that are in this area, you got to hold tight because Kirby's coming. 
Yeah, man, I want to share this. Um, I want to share this story about um, Cor- uh, Kirby. So last year, last spring break, uh, I was up in Athens. We got to take some of the kids uh, re- for a recruiting visit. Uh, one of the perks of working for Callaway High School is you get to go visit <laughs> Athens a few times a year. Um, and we were leaving, and he we saw a white F-150 come around the corner, and he's beeping the horn at us, and he rolls down the window, and it's Kirby. And he stopped us, and he talked to us, like, for five minutes. Uh, I think that just kind of shows what kind of guy he is, like – he. He's just a dude you feel like you can just go hang out with at any time. Uh, if you see him out and about, you could say hello to him, and he wouldn't, like, put his nose up or say, ah, you know, like, I, I don't have time. Like, he, he seems like a genuine dude, man. I see why these recruits like him so much. Oh, yeah. And, dude, you got you to gotta think, like, how busy this dude is, and it's nonstop, and he's got to get tired of people. But every time I've met him, man, he is, like you say, he's he's – Seems like a great dude, like a guy that you could just hang out on the weekend and, you know, kick it with and watch TV and and talk ball, man. He he's he seems like a really great dude. And and as bad as I hate that team, I, I think I, I like Kirby Smart. Well, Cody, um, as much as I like talking about the dogs, uh, <laughs> let's move on and let's get to what we got to what we were going to talk about tonight. Uh, we named it the Gator Breakdown for a reason because we want to talk some Gator football with each other. We love the Gators. Uh, we've both been fans for a long time. Um, you know, the 22 season didn't go the way that me and you both wanted it to. Uh, we finished six and seven. Um, we do have a new defensive coordinator coming in. Um, we do have a new but old wide receivers coach coming in, uh, which will be interesting to see. I'm happy to have Billy Gonzalez back and then Austin Armstrong from Southern Miss. He's the defensive coordinator. Um, I think he's going to do great. Um, we also have Graham Mertz coming in from Wisconsin, transfer quarterback. He's going to um, challenge Jack Miller for the starting spot. Um, Recruiting-wise, our 23 recruiting class ended pretty well. Um, you know, I mentioned on here they were 13th and 24-7. And then 14th on on three. Um, I think that's okay. Again, I mentioned this, the Jaden Rashada thing. If that wouldn't happen, we'd had a top 10 class regardless. But because of that, it kind of fluctuated. So, but with that being said, man, what are your expectations for the Gators in 2023, man? Oh, man. Where do I start? Let's see. No, I'm kidding. Uh, my expectations for the Gators this year is to get better. Obviously, uh, six and seven isn't. I mean, that's not good for anybody. It's not good for Florida fans. It's not good for college football. But more importantly, it's not good for Billy Napier. And I know his standard isn't that low. And I know he's going to work harder this year to do better. But the problem is the schedule just doesn't line up for Billy to have immediate success. You know, we, we had some really close games that shouldn't have been close last year. We had games where it was, the offense was there, the defense wasn't and vice versa. And when you look back and see, Hey, I got a top four quarterback in the draft and we're, we're doing this poorly. It, it's tough, you know? Yeah, man. Um, like you said, you know, 2022 was tough. We had some games. I think we should have won. Um, but you know, you kind of put the nail on the head. The defense would show up some games. The offense wouldn't and vice versa. Um, and we weren't really healthy going into the last 
three games of the year. And I don't even count the bowl game, man. I mean, we only had 60-something players that came to that. I mean, we had a ton of guys out. Um, you know, I give credit to Vanderbilt. They played us tough, but we we should not lose to Vanderbilt in my eyes. Um, Kentucky was a tough game to lose. But like I said um, a few episodes ago, we got to win the games that we're supposed to win, right? Beat the teams you're supposed to beat. And I think that needs to be our next step in, in winning, you know, seven, eight games, right? Mm -hmm. So, but with that being said, man, let's take a look at this schedule. Um, ESPN has ranked it as the third toughest schedule in the country, rightfully so. Um, our non-conference games are super tough, at least two out of the four are. Um, let's take a look at these first four games um, at Utah. What do you think about the Utes this year and the Gators rolling in there on a Thursday night? Man, Utah at Utah. <laughs> Probably, you know, everybody in the world watching because you're the only game on and Cam rising and then boys are going to be ready, man. It's going to be a, a tough environment um, just because of the expectations. I don't think, you know, obviously Utah is not the rowdiest place in the world, but you don't want to ever start off with an L, man. And that's that's a team that's that's highly respected. They got a lot of guys coming back, and it's it's gonna be tough, man. Um, I Cam Rising, you know, he he's gonna be interesting. I think if he plays, I'm gonna give the edge to um Utah. Um, if he doesn't play, if he's not back yet, I'm gonna give the edge to the Gators, barely. Um, you know, we went to that game last year. The Utah fans were great, man. They were super nice. Um, I think they liked the Swamp a lot. It was a fun game. It was a very competitive game. I expect it to be the same thing this year in Utah. That fourth quarter is going to be crucial. Who's going to make the plays late in the fourth quarter to win that ball game? Because I think it's going to be just like last year. Back and forth, uh, they're going to go down and score, or we'll go down and score, and then we'll kind of both of us will punt play some defense, and then it'll be kind of low scoring. So that's what I kind of expect from Utah. Uh, McNeese, I'm going to go ahead and mark up a W. We don't need to mention McNeese. Uh, probably our, one of our, our biggest home game of the season is Tennessee. Third week, the Vols come rolling in. They're probably definitely going to be the favorites, as they should. They deserve that. Uh, tell me what you think about Tennessee rolling into the swamp week three. Tennessee, man, it's going to be tough. Obviously, like you spoke on, uh, first SEC game, we get them early. Uh, you can look at both sides of the coin, man. You know, are we going to get them early and be able to take advantage of some of the things they haven't worked out? Or are we going to get them early and, and not be ready for them? And, you know, that's to be determined. I think Tennessee's got a great team. I don't necessarily trust Joe Milton. You know, I've told, we've talked about that. I I think he's serviceable. I think Heupel's offense, maybe we could throw myself in and, and be fine, you know, because I, I think <laughs> it's just a quarterback-friendly uh, offense. But realistically, man, we, we all know Tennessee's on the on the rise. They're looking to beat Georgia. They're looking to compete for the, the playoff spot. And credit to Billy Napier for, for last year's game. He did everything I feel like he needed to to try to win that game. You know, a lot of critiques were saying he shouldn't have went for right on fourth down or he should have did this. I loved did that. it. Loved it. Man, he, he did what he, he did what he's supposed to. And that's going to be a tough one, man. I, I do think with the history we have with Tennessee, you know, statistics show that 
that's a game where we win a lot. I mean, in 10 years, even counting last year with the win, they've only had two wins. So to yeah. go eight and two in, in 10 years with that, that type of SEC program is, is good, you know, and let's see what happens. You're at home. You got, I mean, Florida fans don't like Tennessee. Tennessee doesn't like Florida fans. So they're going to be rowdy. Who knows what time slot we get, but you know, I wouldn't necessarily bet the house on it, but I think it's a game that they can win. I, I don't, I don't necessarily wouldn't put my money on it, but you know, you give me Billy year two, let's see how improved they are. Yeah, man. I, um, I, I think this is a game we can win. Um, the offense is going to have to play really well, but more importantly, I think the defense is going to have to show up this year. Um, we can't let Milton throw all over us. Uh, you know, they like to play the wide splits, so we're going to have to really play sideline to sideline. We're going to need those linebackers, Jamar James and a few others, to be able to run around because, uh, like, Miller last year did a great job in that game. He was a little banged up in the game, so that didn't help. Um, so we're going to have to be healthy going into that game, uh, be able to run sideline to sideline, cover their wide receivers because they've got some athletes out there. Um, but – we, we discussed this last week, man. Tennessee struggles with Florida, and especially in Florida. They've only won twice in the Swamp since 1976. So that being a game, I think we can win. I think they'll be favored in it a little bit, um, rightfully so, like I mentioned. But like I said, we can play we'll, – we'll be in that game. Um, it'll be our biggest home game. The Swamp will be absolutely loud in that one. I think we'll be 330 CBS. I think that's will be our time slot. I'm thinking that's a slot too, yeah. And you they, know, they usually pick that game up. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, if, if they can do the things you talked about, obviously it's easier said than done. And Tennessee yeah. is, is going to be a dogfight. But we'll see where we're at. Yeah. Um, Charlotte, I'm going to mark that one up as a W. Um, those first four games, man, two and two is more, is I think worse. That's the worst case scenario. Um, three and one would be absolutely awesome to me. Um, and it's, if somehow you can get out four and oh, dude, man, that'd be awesome. But I think two and two, three and one more, more than likely. I don't see four and oh out of those four games. Um, so the next four games at Kentucky. Um, God, it's weird saying Kentucky's going to be a tough game for Florida because we've had so much success for so long over them in these last two years. They've uh, they've beaten us, man. It's been weird, and I don't like it. Um, so, but we're rolling into Lexington. Um, they play us tougher than anybody else. Like they treat us like we're their biggest game every year. Um. Stoops is going to have them ready to go. He's a very good coach. They do a great job developing. They have an OC returning uh, this year, so they're hoping their offense can get back going. Um, they're bringing in a new quarterback as well. So what do you think about the Wildcats coming up? I think Kentucky is an interesting game, man. Um, you know, I've been to Kroger Field. I think those fans are very loyal. Um and we're talking football, not basketball. Kentucky is is here, man. And it's weird because, like you said, we did have so much success over the years with them. Now, granted, <laughs> you could argue they should have won a, a few of those games. But uh, here recently, man, ever since the 31-year the streak ended, it's like Kentucky expects to win that game every year. And 
it's hard to, to argue against it, man. Uh, they're, they're, Stoops has got them in the right direction. It's going to be tough. We're, we're going up there. It may be a night game. I know, last time we went, it was a night game. Um, it's, <laughs> I think it's going to be who, who can run the ball better. You know, Kentucky tends to lean on their run. They've got some dynamic young receivers, man. It's going to be we're, – we're going to need the defense to do, do what, we, what we need. But I think Kentucky is going to be – they're going to be tough, man. I felt like the last two games, though, um, we've played them. We've been better than them. Um, we have just gave them gifts in the game. Um, I remember two years ago they got a block field goal, um, returned it inside the twenty. They they scored their first offensive touchdown of the night after that, and we couldn't we couldn't do anything. And then Emory threw a pick this past year. Um, Ar threw an interception. Um, that hurt us, and then uh, they hit a deep fade route for a touchdown. I mean, Dude, that those fade are... was right in front of me too, man. It it's tough to watch because you know for so long we've seen Florida just be really good on defense, man. And the yeah. last you know five or so years, it just we ain't been there, man. No, we have not. I think the defensive line is really where where we've been missing dudes at, like depth wise. Like we've had good DBs, and we just are missing the defensive line that are deep, or we we just haven't had depth, man. Especially last year, that's what hurt us, man. I mean, yeah. Dexter played our starting defensive tackle from last year. He's in the NFL now. Um, he played 67. so many, yeah, he played so many snaps to be a defensive tackle, dude. Yeah. And and he was playing SEC, out of position. Yeah, and in the SEC, man, you have got to have defensive linemen. You got to have depth, man. And I think that's something that they worked on in the 23 class and the transfer portal. So I think yeah. we have addressed the defensive line. Um, but this next game, Vanderbilt, God, I can't believe I'm saying this. We lost to them last year too. Um, that game was a little disappointing last year. Uh, losing in Nashville, I think we also helped them out win that game. We had a, a muff punt that they scored on, and then we had a, a weird interception. They scored on it again, so we gave them 14 points. Um, we weren't healthy going in that game, but but they're coming to the swamp. Um, I hope we're not looking past them to South Carolina. I hope we're focused in. I think Billy does a good job of that. I don't think he lets them do that by any means, but I hope we're focused because they did beat us last year. Let's play Vanderbilt. Let's beat them. And then let's move on because we we have the better roster, we have the better team, but it's all based on who plays better that Saturday. Yeah, I mean, it's so weird to say, but I think this is a must win for Billy. Uh, the way the schedule lines up, it's really tough. Obviously, the roster is not where he wants it to be. You lose to him year one, you know, just like Smart did. I think this is one that you have to figure out a way to win. You know, like you said, we're, we're probably better on paper. Um, no shots at Vanderbilt because they're building their roster just as good. Um, but this is one you've got to get back, man. You, you can't go on a streak against Vanny and expect to continue having success on, in the recruiting cycle or as a head coaching cycle because that, that's just a game that Florida fans expect to win. And that's, that's no disrespect to Vanderbilt. That's just a game that has been closer than it should the last few years, and we've got to find a way to win that one. Yeah, um, I think the, those back to back. You got to beat Kentucky and Vanderbilt. Um, 
if, if you want to make that next step in the East, your team takes the next step. you got to beat those teams that you're supposed to beat. And Kentucky and Vanderbilt are those teams. The next week, man, we travel to William Bryce. Uh, this, this is probably one of the toughest environments we go to. Um, not the toughest, but one of the toughest. Um, they're probably going to be looking for some revenge. Uh, last year they showed up to the swamp. They didn't play well at all. Uh, that was probably the game, the one game I can say we played the best in all three phases. We beat them on all three phases. Uh, I mean, I, they scored on a fake punt, but anyways, our special team still played well that game. Um, Spencer Radler's coming back for the for South Carolina. Um, they're going to be pretty good. This is a game I could see South Carolina being favored in. Um, definitely depending on how the Gators are playing at the time. But I could see South Carolina being favored. What about you, Cody? I think this is going to be a really, really, really tough game. Um, and mostly because of a few reasons. So, it's the game before Georgia. Yeah, we got to buy a week. Uh, but it's still, still the game before Georgia. Uh, we go to William Bryce. I've been up there, man, and they have some loyal fans. I think the pennant, you know, I went during during a day game and it wasn't too crazy. Uh, it was actually the Auburn-South Carolina game where Tank scored his first touchdown. I think they're like you like you hit on, they're gonna want revenge, man. And that's gonna be a sneaky game to not overlook because you've got the game that we just talked about with Vanderbilt, where you have to win. This is a must-win game. And then you turn around and go to South Carolina, who is hungry, man. And Spencer Rattler's trying to make a name for himself for the draft. You, you're playing on the road, game before Georgia. Look out here, man. I, I think this might this might be scary for the Gators. Yeah, um, I think South Carolina, kind of like how we look back at Vanderbilt and Kentucky game, I think South Carolina looks back at this game last year and says, man, we, we played terrible and we, we might have been a little better than them. And we just – we whiffed. Um, that being said, I think Billy will have the guys ready to go. I, I don't think – I just – I think he does a good job with getting them ready for these big games, man. He takes these things a little personal. And I can tell in some of these games he has a little pep in his step on the sideline. He's He's got a lot of emotion. I think this will be one of those games he'll be ready to go. Um, but like you mentioned, we got the bye week. And then we go down to Jacksonville. Uh, Georgia's currently a 20, 20 and a half point favorite on some of the betting websites. Um, rightfully so. They deserve that. Um, they have the better roster, the better team. They'll probably be the number one team in the country going into that game. I don't see them losing a game before us. Um, Auburn's their only game, I think, that can challenge them just because it's in Auburn. Um, but they'll be ready to go. This is probably – this is our hardest game of the schedule. Um, but I'm optimistic. I don't think they can beat us. I don't think they'll beat us by 20. Uh, but that's just me being a Gators fan. <laughs> um, uh, what do you think about the dogs, Cody? Oh, man. So, dude, I've been to a lot of Georgia-Florida games, and uh, I'm pretty sure all – all of them I've been to, they've lost. So, uh, Georgia's on top of the mountain right now. Yeah, and I'm, I'm starting to think it's me, Will. But, uh, no, nah, Georgia's <laughs> on top of the mountain. We we know how that roster is. We know what they're looking for. We know how much they hate us. 
it's not going to be an easy game, obviously. But I think the biggest thing for, for the Georgia game is to stay competitive. Don't let these yeah. guys run you off the field every single year. You've got to find a way to, to, to be competitive. We, we got D1 guys. They got D1 guys. Let's, let's form a game plan that can do something to that defense. Because right now it's looking like a Kirby Smart defense is untouchable. So find a way to stay competitive. And that hurts saying as a, as a Georgia hater, it, it's hard to say, well, I know I'm going to lose, but realistically give Billy some time. I think the, the series will get more competitive, but as of right now, man, that roster is loaded. So it's, it's going to be, if tough. I look at, if I look at last year's team kind of compared to what we have coming in this year, I, I think we, we upgraded at wide receiver sure. um, running backs are the same. Offensive line, we're a little downgraded, and quarterback, we downgraded. But defensively, I think we got better. So we can't let them jump on us again like they did last year. I mean, it was it was twenty eight to six or seven at one point in that game at halftime. It was. I mean, it, it was we all watched. That. That's what you can say. Yeah, yeah, we were all watching it here, and it, it was not enjoyable to say the least. Um, two of my buddies were arguing about playoff expansion i'd rather listen to them than watch that game at that point um dude i had but, front row seats and that was the worst front row i've ever sat on just watching them guys go up and down the field on us man and it's it's one of those things it's it's got to change obviously i mean that's that's not a game you can continue to lose and expect that to have your job but it's also they're a different tier man they're not a you know the, the people around here yes they know how good george is and and I think the the national media is starting to realize just how good they are. But, you know, that's a game that is just – it's tough on paper and it's tough on the field. And that that's it's never a good sign when when you're kind of downgrading on offense and trusting Mertz to, to go get you a win there. Yeah. So the next game, I am really excited about the Arkansas game, and there's one reason why. I don't – I'm not – Breaking any news here, I don't know, uh, but there's been rumors about black jerseys are coming out this year for the Gators. Uh, and this would be the game that it would have to come out. Um, Billy mentioned it his first year that his second year we probably had black jerseys. Um, he he did a thing at Louisiana this too. They, um, they auction off the jerseys and then they give the proceeds to like military families or something. Um, so this, that, the Arkansas game is going to be really cool if we can pull out the black jerseys. Hopefully that happens. Um, Arkansas will be a tough opponent. They got a um, veteran quarterback coming in or returning, uh, K.J. Jefferson. Um, they're going to be pretty good. Um, I think we can win this game. Um, it's going to be a toss-up game. We got a lot of those. Um, what, do, what do you think about Arkansas, man? I, I'm a little torn with it. Um, I think we can beat them, but they quarterback wise, they, they got us on that. I do know that. Yeah, it's a coin flip game, man. I mean, you know, one might say every game's a coin flip game, but we know uh some <laughs> games are, are, are not 50-50. So this is one I do feel like it's 50-50. Uh it's all gonna depend on, you know, how bad is that Georgia game? Where are we pulling out the black jerseys? Are we not? You know, for those that don't keep up with Florida. Florida fans have been wanting black jerseys for a long time. 
I personally don't really care. Uh, but if they do, that's one of those things that, you know, as 18, 19, 20 year old kids, they, they get hyped up for. And maybe that's a, a, a push, you know, something that pushes them over the edge. But to beat KJ Jefferson, he's going to be really tough. You know, he's had comparisons to Cam Newton and whatever else. He, he's, he's really good. He's a serviceable quarterback. Uh, I think their defense is really sneaky. I think they, they have a, a, I guess, underrated defense for sure. Um, you get them at home. It's a SEC West game. You know, I'd like to think we have a chance, if nothing else. Yeah, I think we do. Uh, like you said, this is a 50-50 game. Arkansas is going to be tough. They're going to come in ready to play. Um, their coaches do a good job. But so the next game, we're going to be at this game. This will be our both of our first experiences in Death Valley. Um, the college football experience is going to roll on, roll on in there. Uh, I'm excited about this game. Uh, I kind of think of LSU like Tennessee does Florida. Like they just play us well regardless. No matter what, they're going to be really good against us. It don't matter if they're 0-10, if they're struggling, dude. They they find a way to play Florida well. Um, LSU is going to be favored going into this game. I could, I mean, if they're healthy, they should be favored, uh, rightfully so. Defending SEC West champs, uh, we haven't won in Death Valley since 2016 on the goal line stand to win the East. Uh, the Hurricane moved that game back. Um, to the second to the last week of the season. Um, that was a really cool game. I hope we can get a game like that again uh, in there so we can experience it. Um, but what you think about LSU and getting to experience Death Valley? Oh, man. So last year I went to every single Florida game at home except the LSU game. Um, I'm looking forward to watching them, you know, next year with you guys and experiencing – what could arguably be the best college football stadium around, you know, seeing how those fans are. Um, the, the media is really high on LSU, you know, rightfully so. They've got a good roster. They've got a good coach in Brian Kelly. I think they're a little overhyped. Uh, I mean, they're good. They, they recruit good every single year. Any kid that's in Louisiana is more than likely going to LSU. So that they build the roster. You've got a good coaching staff. Uh, everything is there. The history is there. The, the guys want to play for LSU. I get it. Um, that's a game that, that's going to be tough to win. I don't, I don't see them beating them. That's not a, that's not a step out on the, on the limb there. But to get to experience that environment is going to be huge, man, at least for me, because I've been to a lot of stadiums, and this is one I haven't. So, you know, I'm, I'm really wanting to check that off the bucket list, and I'm hoping they're loud. I'm hoping we have a good game. If it's anything like that 2016 game, I'm gonna lose my mind because that game had my heart all torn crazy. But uh, yeah. I think um, I think it, it, it you know it's gonna be a tough one for Billy. And yeah, it, if I had to say it right now, I would say LSU's gonna win right now. I mean, who knows what's gonna happen by then? They might be banged up. Jaden Daniels might be hurt. Uh, we might see their backup quarterback who might be better than Jaden Daniels. You know. Um, so who knows, but right now I'd say LSU probably has the edge, but I'm excited about seeing Death Valley. Um, I, I hope it's a night game. Uh, I want to see it in its full capacity. I want to see it 
They they say it's the rowdiest place in college football. I want to see it. So even if Florida wins, great, awesome. If Florida loses, it's that's going to stink. But at least we got to experience, you know, LSU and um and got to experience their stadium. You know. Now, I mean, just just thinking back, I mean, I, statistically speaking, every single game me, you, and Gus have been to, we've won. So <laughs> we're hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. <laughs> I like that statistic. Um, Missouri, the next week at Missouri late in the year. It's going to be cold. Um, I just know it. Uh, you always do not like the cold whatsoever. Um, I think we're better than Missouri. This is one of those Tucky and Vanderbilt. We're better than Missouri. We should beat Missouri. But when you put us in a different weather climate and then you might give us a 12 um, – p.m. start time 11 it'll be 11 a.m. over there um you know that's one of those sleepy games you got to watch out for and you know this might be a game you got to win to go to a bowl game um so this one will be i think tough in that aspect if we can get lucky with the weather i think we can win um i think this game's gonna be one in the trenches man give me some thoughts about missouri yeah missouri man I hate to be that fan, dude, that, you know, like you said, we're better than them. I, I hate to be that way. Uh, but realistically, you look at the two rosters, and Missouri's got some dudes. I mean, they've got a linebacker in Tyron Hopper that came from Florida who's a really – I mean, that's a stud. And they've got some guys. Uh, this is a game I, I think they win. Yeah, it's probably going to be an early game. Nobody wants to watch Florida at Missouri <laughs> right now, you know, but <laughs> – the weather could de- could determine how things go because, you know, Billy's one that, that tends to lean more on the run game rather than the pass. And if we can get, get moving, we might have some success. But if not, you know, to throw the ball in the cold, maybe you lean and say Mertz is, you know, from Wisconsin and, and he can do it. But that, yeah. that's one of those things that, like you said, we don't typically Florida doesn't play well in the cold type. Um, so who knows? I, I'd mark it as a W because I just think that's one of those that I feel better about. Yeah. Well, we made it to the last game of the regular season, and unfortunately, FSU is definitely going to be favored against us most likely <laughs> if they're healthy coming in. Um, if they can find a way to go one and one in September in their schedule, they might be ranked in the top five when they come into the swamp uh, in late November. I think um, – I think they're going to be favored in this game, rightfully so. They've done a really great job with their portal. They bring back a Heisman Trophy contender at the quarterback. Uh, we talked about Florida State not too long ago. We know by their production returning. Uh, this game, I th- we played really well last year against them. AR played really well against them, and our defense played well. I hope we can emulate that. Um, I hope we can play a little better on the defensive line, finish a few plays, because a few times we had Jordan Travis trapped in the in the backfield and he slipped out and he would he either ran for a touchdown or he'd run for a big first down on third down. Um, so what do you think about the Knowles and uh, how the Gators can compete against them? And Florida State, you could argue, is going to be maybe as tough as the Georgia game. Uh this this roster that they're going to go against is jam packed. Uh, 
Mike Norvell has done a great job playing the portal, like you said. You mentioned on. I was at the game last year. Shout out James Bailey for taking me. Um, it felt like we played good, you know, and like like you mentioned, the defense didn't play awful. It's just getting tra- Jordan Travis down was was a sight to see, man. And he's only going to get better. He's been in college since 1995, I think. It feels like. Uh, anyways, um, now nah, they they got some dudes, man, and and they're loaded. <laughs> they keep adding. They've got some really good receivers they've got a good tight end they've got a back that not many know about but he's good uh jordan travis alone is enough to to scare you so um luckily we do have them at home i think you're looking at probably a playoff team realistically it, it sucks saying as a rival that your two your two biggest rivals are are on the, you know really good right now and that's that's just part of the of the game and I feel like Florida State's going to be really tough, but maybe, you know, since we're going in eleven and zero, let's let's see how it goes. You know. Yeah, man. Uh, before we move on real quick and get to our next thing, uh, I want to give a shout out to Gus. He is out in Utah participating in this, and then I want to give a shout out to Cleet Miller. He is his. He said he's our first live viewer in New York City. Uh, thank you, Cleet, for checking out uh the extra point and then logan logan i'm gonna put his comment on the screen he said lsu stinks don't buy the hype well logan i I hope you're right i hope they do stink and i hope the gators can prevail uh against against those tigers Uh, um to end it man um we just talked about the 23 florida schedule and it's really not fair, but Billy's getting some unnecessary heat in year two. To me, it's not yeah. fair. I mean, I think this year, I think we got to see some improvement. Just win the games you're supposed to win. That's what I want. I'm not expecting you to beat Georgia. I'm not expecting you to beat LSU. And you don't have to beat FSU. Just win the games you're supposed to win and take the next step. 24. We have probably the hardest schedule in America, if it sticks right now. Um, I think for me, kind of reading up on some Gator insider things, talking to you, I think we're both looking forward to 25. I think that's the year we're going to look at. Billy has his guys. We have our quarterback. Um, We got to see us take that next step in challenging for the East, I think. What about you? Yeah, man. So – Around here, everybody hates the Gators, you know, being in Georgia. And it's it, it's something to say about how everything's going. I I personally am a Billy fan. I I like the dude. I, you know, we've met him a couple of times. He seems super genuine. I think yeah. he's got his own plan. I think he's going to stick to that plan. And I also take, think that that plan is going to take some time. So, you know, recruiting wise, Billy's been great. Dude, he, he's yeah. bringing in some guys. He's getting some guys on visits. He's he's making guys like Jeremiah Smith, the number one receiver in America, think, you know, maybe I should start looking at Florida. So that's all positive, you know. And to go six and seven year one, that's that's tough. But realistically, a lot of head coaches struggle year one, and you know, we've kind of talked about it. But there's not many other guys you you can 
you can take away right now. The guys that are locked into their schools, those Kirby Smarts, Nick Sabins, Lincoln Riley, those type of dudes you're not going to get anyways. So for some of the fan base or some of the media to already be talking about like, oh, is Billy on the hot seat? Like, let's calm down, man. It, it's going to take some time. And there are outliers, man. There are those Kansas or those those, those teams where you have a, a head coach year one and he does great, but that doesn't necessarily translate. And I think that that's something to keep in mind, man. Yeah, Florida is one of the most impatient fan bases around. We we know that. We, me and you know that well. The thing is, I hate them. It's such, dude. It's such a microwave society of I want I want it right now. Like I gotta have it right now. I want, I want this coach in and and fix it. And if we look back, you know, when we were looking, Florida's looking to hire maybe Scott Frost. And they're like, look what he did to UCF. What can he do with Florida, a monster like Florida? And then goes to Nebraska, and everybody hates him. And that, that's his, his own school. He's, he's an alum from there. So yeah. it's not as easy as plug and play. Now, I think the transfer portal helps. It, it definitely helps um, to be able to speed that process up. But when you're competing with a – dude, we play Georgia every year. We play LSU every year. Now Tennessee's on the climb. Now, now you're talking about – a playoff team and fighting for this. And then you got Florida state and you add all those things together, man. And like, let's not be ignorant in thinking Billy came into a, a great situation because if he did, Mullen would have never been gone. So yep. that roster is, is bad. The, the culture was bad. Everything about the taste of Florida was, was terrible. So to think that Billy's just going to magically wave his wand and, and we're, a 10 win team is ridiculous. And I don't care what Dan Mullen did. I don't care what Jim McElwain did their first couple of years. Look where we are now. So I'm with you, man. I think we need to win the games that we're supposed to win, you know, win some of those 50, 50 games. But the biggest thing for me is to, to keep climbing like six wins isn't enough. Let's figure out a way to get more and continue to build that roster. You know, we were fortunate enough to meet Billy earlier this year. Um, he he was coming up here to recruit somebody from Carrollton, um, and he stopped by the Lagrange indoor facility. And Matt Matthew Napier, Lagrange High School head coach, the ones who don't know, he's brothers with Billy Napier down at Florida, and he asked me and Cody to come hang out, and it was legit hang out with Billy. Um, and one of the first things he said to us, he said, he was like, "You guys are my Lagrange Gators," and he said. We got to win the one possession games. And I said, yes, sir, we do. Uh, he, he mentioned knows, he man. knows. He knows. Yeah, he, and it, he's, not, he's not a dummy, it, man. He, he knows what the media is talking. He knows that he's at one of the biggest power five schools in the country. He knows the history. He knows that six wins is not acceptable. Like, let's not be ignorant in thinking he's just some guy from the Sun Belt that doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. But, man, I, I like Billy. I trust his process. He trusts his process. Um, I think his quote he has recently, he he's taken this season personal. And I'm ready to see what that means. I'm ready to see what he's what, – what's going to happen. What are you taking this person? The uh, differences you, between last year and this year. You know he's taking it personal, man. He, he's he's competitive. There, a, a lot of coaches are, and they're, they're not – he's not used to losing and he's also not, not used to, to having this much fire on his back from others, but you know, and I think we agree on this. I think the administration likes him. I think the boosters like him. I think the people that truly know who Billy Napier is likes him. And I think 
you know, he, he's building that program right. He's doing it the right way. And as, as bad as it sucks to sit back and say, okay, I'll just wait. That's what's going to happen. I mean, he's changing the culture. And I think that's one of the biggest things that, that, you know, you can say, I, I know a few of those players down there and I'm not bragging by any means. I'm not, but I've talked to them during the Mullen era and they, they, they were getting away with a lot of stuff, man. They were, they were doing all kinds of stuff that they shouldn't be. They, they weren't going to class. They weren't, taking that serious, you know, they were skipping practice. I mean, it's no shot about Dan Mullen. He's gone, but whatever. Billy Napier's changing that culture, and it, it's not a flip of the switch type deal. It's going to take time. Hey, man, if you're used to doing something one way, it is hard when somebody makes you do something another way. And exactly. Billy has said it multiple times. He cares more about the man um, than the football player. Exactly. And, and I won't, think – he won't. I think that's huge, man. And I, I think his dad is looking down on him. I think he's proud of him. It, it, it's one of those things that if somehow it doesn't work out, he knows he did it his way. And I think we'd still love him, man. I, I hope it works out more than anything. Cause I, I, I really enjoy Billy and the experience that he has, you know, I mean, he, he's worked under with smart and Davos Sweeney. It's not, he's not some random dude. So if he can just get to that competitive nature where, you know, Georgia is scared or at least at least not overhyped about or the FSUs or whatever, I think that'd be huge. Yeah, I mean, it should never be that way in a rival. (laughs) Well, um, Cody, I appreciate you joining us, man. That was fun. Um, Gus, we miss you. We can't wait for you to be back. (laughs) Cody's going to join us again next week uh, when Gus is back. Uh, We got a fun little episode uh, we got ready to go. Uh, Cleek, thank you for all the comments. Um, Logan, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you guys. Hey, man, please follow us on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube, share our videos, share our video on YouTube. Again, Cody, thank you. I appreciate it, man. You guys have a great night. Thank you, Will. I appreciate it, man. <laughs>